there needs to definitely be some sort of shift in the mentality of we need to support each other a little bit more. We need more of a community aspect. I want to create some sort of community and I want it to be supportive because people see the industry as so like so lonely mm-hmm. and it can be, but we need to be more supportive with the people who are around and how we interact with people because not everyone's going to agree with what you do or how you do it. And that's fine. You're allowed different beliefs. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast Fly With Mel. I use this podcast to talk about all the personal development that we can get by living far from home. I tell some stories, but most of the time, I invite people that I meet along the way to share their own. This podcast is an open door to the world because I truly believe that everyone you meet has something to teach you. So I invite you to take a seat and enjoy the flight. Bonjour, Jackson. Hello. <laughs> how are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. So today I wanted to have you on the podcast to talk about ego confidence mm-hmm. and um, how we can balance both together in the fitness industry or mm-hmm. somewhere else, like in your personal life, professional life, etc. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. Just for a little um, context. So I met Jackson at the gym, your personal trainer. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to say a bit more about you and what you do. But before starting every, every podcast, I usually do an icebreaker, okay. which means like three things that define you so that, you know, the audience can just imagine a bit more who is Jackson. So can you just give us three things that define you? I'm going to go three things or three values that I have that define me because I've been doing a lot of that lately. So I'm going to go with uh, work ethic. Uh, I'm going to go with confidence and I'm going to go with passion. Okay. Those would be the three things that define me mostly, um, inside and outside of my work and personal life. Okay, so we can imagine you with values. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. I'm big on values. That's really good. Do you have a quote that, like a motto or a quote that... Um, I wouldn't say that, but I think that a person who doesn't have values doesn't know themselves. Okay. Yeah. So you do a lot of inner work and... Try to, yes. That's Try great. To. We're going we're gonna to talk about that. <laughs> I'm interested now. Um, so can you just tell us what do you do? How do you identify yourself? Uh, so I, if anyone asks what I do, I say I'm a personal trainer. But I'm hoping that in the future, I become more than just a personal trainer. Um, I want to become an educator. Um, but what I do at the moment is I work out of Fitness First in Bondi Junction. And I basically live there. <laughs> and, day and uh, night training and I would say I'm a fitness enthusiast okay yeah what does it mean exactly uh, I wake up and I think about training and I go to sleep and I think about training but I think about how I can improve how I can make my clients reach their goals okay like, look PT at the end of the day we're motivators that's all we do where as much as people don't want to hear it we are a motivator Definitely. And yeah, you kick the ass of people. I can see that. I definitely. I think, yeah, I think it's great to have a coach when you need like this kind of motivation, but also the education. And you were talking about that just before. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to learn how to do um, weight training, for example, and why you're doing it and like what is the science behind it and how you can shape your body in different ways, but also like age longer or, yeah, you yeah. know. Like at the end of the day, like I have a coach. And I'm a, I'm a coach. Like, I think everyone who steps inside a gym it, at, at some point should have a coach. Mm-hmm. I think everyone should have a coach in general. But I know it's it's a luxury. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a cost and I'm aware of that. But, like, everyone should have one because it, it just not only teaches you how to train in the gym, but it teaches you how you should be treating your time in the gym. 
um, and like the the mentality you should have behind training and guidance because everyone has a goal. No one signs up to the gym because oh, I just sign up to the gym. Everyone has some sort of goal, and I've been in that gym for two years now, and I don't mean to be. Uh, rude or entitled here but i've seen a lot of people come in and they they don't i uh, haven't seen progression whether that means or not just based on how they look but how they carry themselves and how they train and the intent they have when they train and i'm like okay so why are you here you clearly keep showing up every single day for a reason mm-hmm. but it's like you're not progressing it's like why are you why are you coming in why are you doing more or like what's missing and that's my job connect the dots what's missing that's find the solution yeah No, that's great. But I feel like your job is also to be an observer. <laughs> no, I feel oh, like no, no, 100%. Like, that's what I do. I analyze people in the gym and, like, of course I judge. I need to find people who fit my brand. If you don't fit my brand, and also, there's been times I sit down with people, I'm like, hey, we're not a fit. We're not going to work well together. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you what to do. And some people don't like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not going to sit there and say, you have to do this. No, I work with the person. Say, hey, what do you think we can do better here? Mm-hmm. And... Some people don't want to do that. And some people are not part, are not in their fitness journey yet where they're willing to sit down and be picked apart and analyze what they're doing that can be improved. Because mm. there's nothing wrong. You can't do anything wrong. It's just basically like, how can we make it better? How can we make it more efficient to suit your lifestyle? I feel like you definitely know what you want to do, what is your brand, how you want to shape your whole like marketing and business. Yeah. But I'm interested to know what made you become a personal trainer? Like maybe if we come back to Jackson when Jackson was 10 years old, what did you want to do when you were oh, young? <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows that I change my mind more than I change my clothes. Okay. Like I am very indecisive, but it's also part of the reason I think I have some success. Okay. Because that when I put my mind to something, it's just, it's just go. Um, but When I was 10 years old, I had no idea what I... I'm pretty sure the first thing I ever wanted to do was become an engineer. <laughs> But anyone who also knows me knows that that's definitely not something I could do. I, I could not... I could never have had a desk job. Like, okay. And um, I had a lot of jobs. Like, I've had a lot of jobs. I reckon off the top of my head, I've had about 20 different jobs. Wow. And I'm, what, 23? Yeah. So How I've, did you do that? Did you have, like, a second life or something? No, no. I've just, like... I just skipped between jobs because if I... I, I make a joke like that I'm ADD, but I'm not. But like I have the attention span of a goldfish. Mm-hmm. So when I was doing these jobs, I was like, if I didn't like it, I was out. So like the first job I ever had, I worked at Kmart <laughs> and I hated it. Okay. But then from there, I just kept changing jobs. I went from laboring or like to construction. I did plumbing for a little bit. I did carpentry. I did landscaping. I've done bartending and I've done all these things um, and I've, really had to figure it out and if anything my biggest influence was if anyone who, who is in the fitness industry knows James Smith uh, he was a big influence on personal training and I could see the difference that he was making on people's lives and I was like okay this is something I can get around okay and so James Smith made you yeah I wouldn't say it was the only reason like I've always loved personal training and I've always loved training myself I did martial arts for five years and I was already teaching Um, I literally lived in Thailand for a couple months to pursue a career in martial arts and Muay Thai. So training was already a big part, but that was, I guess, just the big push over the edge. Mm-hmm. But I, I always knew that coaching of some sort, like once I, fit, once I started doing teaching in martial arts, I was like, oh yeah, I like this. Like I, I see if I got fulfillment instantly from doing it. Mm-hmm. When I was like coaching kids or even adults, I was like, okay, this is a place where my age doesn't matter. My my appearance doesn't matter. It all I mean, fitness industry it does surely, but 
like in that moment it's like people aren't listening to me for how I look sometimes but people are listening to me because of the, the knowledge that I have and I'm like okay I like this this is I can see improvement in people just instantly from when you were to say something was like okay like I like this this is this is good I get fulfillment out of that that's amazing why you didn't stay in Thailand and fulfill like this career and um, it just wasn't what I wanted to do I mean not to get too into the the politics side of things but just like it was it was I wasn't living like when I people say Thailand they think like oh you know like beautiful beaches and all that sort of stuff but it wasn't I was living in Bangkok and it was like towards the end of like the the the, the suburbs so it was like rural area and it was like I was I was 18 19 at the time like I wasn't ready to be away from everyone I realized being in a third world country not knowing a single person it was definitely an eye-opening experience but also I was getting pushed mentally and physically every single day and I was like okay this is what it takes to be that and I realized that it just wasn't what I wanted to do not only that I was going through a lot of intense training and I was like noticing like I'd getting blood noses every day I was getting probably concussions every day I was like I don't want to be 40 years old and have a kid and be punch drunk or have brain trauma I'm like this is not for me like it's just not and I felt I didn't I didn't love it anymore not only that I got really sick when I was there okay um and I was like okay like I have a choice here I I remember going home and I was crying and I was like spoke to my friend and she's like pack your bag and she goes if you still want to wake up in the morning and go then just go so I booked a flight and I woke up in the morning and I'm like I still don't want to be here because I knew if I stayed after that, I was all in. And I was planning to be there for the year. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I've spoken about this on another podcast before as well. But, yeah, it's just, like, if it, it wasn't for me. Like, it wasn't what I was supposed to do. I got back and um, I actually was in a bad way when I got back for quite a while. Probably, like, spent a year, maybe less. So it was like, oh, yeah, I'll go do my Cert 3 and 4. But I didn't have, like, the, the, you hear me speak now and I'm so clear in where, where I want to go, what I want to do and the mission that I have but it's like before that I was just like yeah I'll go do PT because it's like the next best thing now I understand what my real motives were mm-hmm. at the time but it was just like yeah I'll go do that and I worked at reception at, at a crunch fitness and like I was just partying and drinking every weekend and I didn't really like have a clear goal of what I wanted to do I just knew that I had to stay in fitness well you were young and you're still so i guess yeah, yeah. it's part of life as well to just like do this kind of thing yeah yeah i was like just making the casual 19 20 year old mistakes that you do yeah don't, I, I wouldn't say it's mistakes it's like it's you know it's part of life we need Learning to do that to, yeah, yeah to yeah, learn yeah, to, yeah. and to exactly as you said you're saying now to exactly know what you want in life after and you what what you don't want anymore your your experience in thailand made me think like you had to build resilience at a, at a young age i would say yeah. What's the biggest lesson you've taken from it and that you apply maybe today in your training or in your personal life? Oh, I don't regret it for a second. And I think the biggest thing is that if I have a goal to just make the leap and do it, like just sort of like, because not a lot of people agree with me going, like my family and stuff. I come from an Italian family. So like the 18-year-old son leaving to go to a third world country isn't exactly a great um, (laughs) conversation to have with your parents. Um, So like, I think it's just it was the ability to block out what everyone else thought and just to do what I wanted to do no matter what um and even even now like some of my friends I wouldn't say my, my friends now but in the past they were like you know and even my family were like PTs and a real job mm-hmm. and it, it was a big stigma more so 
further back but it's not so much anymore but like when you tell people you being a PT they're like oh even now in sessions people are like do you do this full time and I'm like yeah like this is my full time job they're like a bit shocked why yeah um, but just doing the ability to just do what I want and not think about what other people think or say is just probably the biggest thing I took away from it okay but so where where does this whole motivation comes from well so as we've spoken about in the past it comes from ego Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We're gonna deep dive into that. But yeah. So yeah. So I have a pretty big ego, but I, <laughs> I can feel it from here. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I'm getting. I'm learning to control it. It's it's ego, as you've said. It's like it, it can drive you and it can motivate you, but it can also cripple you. So I think there's a fine line of being able to balance that. Exactly. And I feel like, especially in the fitness industry. So not only in the fitness industry, but because you're coming from there. We can feel that a lot, and we, sometimes we can con we can be a bit confused between having ego and having a lot of confidence, motivation, yes. um, self esteem, and all these kind of things. So I would love to hear a bit more about your thought on that. What do you think about this, like ego versus confidence at the gym, for example? I think everyone needs to have some level of ego to them to drive them to do what they want to do. And I think there's a fine line, as I said before, it's like you can let it drive you and, and, and help you and be a driving force in your life to be like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do what I need to do no matter what it is. But then it can also be like, okay, I, but I don't think I'm better than anyone. Like I don't think that in, 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 the, in the slightest. And being in a gym, a, such a big gym, like we have like over thousands of members at that gym that we train at in Bondi. And I always say to people, when you walk in, it's like you walk into Instagram. Like you literally walk into an explore page on Instagram and that's what it's like. And that can be very crippling and that can be very overwhelming mm -hmm. for a lot of people, including myself. When I started there, I was like, how the hell am I going to run a business here? I have no clients. I don't know anyone. And everyone here looks freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. Can mm -hmm. I swear? You can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's it, it's like really hard because you, you need to be... You need to come across as a confident person in, in the fitness industry, otherwise people don't take you seriously. And um, you have to be very careful with how you speak to others and how you speak about yourself because, you know, being authentic is also really important because the industry, as we know, is so saturated and people like to use that word, but there's not a lot of authenticity in the industry. People who are just themselves, everyone's got washboard abs, big ass, fake lips, And Thank you for giving the secret. <laughs> which, which is, which is great. Like people aspire to be like that, but I guess also, at least me personally, although I want people to look their best, what their best may look like isn't exactly what it is portrayed at in the industry. Mm -hmm. For me, people's best might just be, you know, they train three times a week. They're able to drink on the weekends with their friends and family and they can come in and lift a decent amount of weight and take their shirt off after training and be somewhat happy with how they look. To me, that's usually what people want. And it's like, you know, people come into a gym like that and they see, okay, their expectations are super high because they compare themselves to what everyone else looks like. But also the industry is filled with steroids and, and, and fake plastic. And if you want to go do those things, I don't care. Like it's each to their own. And I think, you know, it, it, I have nothing against those people. But I think to the, to the general population... It can be very um, overwhelming and disheartening. And you see it. You see it like, as you said, my job is to observe. I see those people that come in and like, don't go to a certain area in the gym because all the big guys or big, all the jacked girls are there. It's like, 
we need to be in an environment that's more supportive and more cultural and more um, community based, which I've mentioned to you is exactly what I'm what I'm creating a community. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that just just after. Thank you for sharing all of this. It's like I feel like when you when you talk to a personal trainer, sometimes it's like an eye opener yeah. to all the things that you can see. Like my personal story in this gym exactly is um, when I started. At this gym, I was like super scared about touching the machine, not knowing what I what I was doing and super scared about people judging me. But at the end of the day, you realize that nobody's watching you. People are watching themselves. Yeah, people are way too concerned with they, what they look. Even me, when I'm training, like I've got headphones in, like I'm only focused on me. Yeah. Maybe, you know, because I work there when I train, I obviously observe because I need to find business and mm-hmm. that's part of the job. But like... Take it from someone who literally lives inside that gym, like, no one actually cares. And if, if they do, then, you know, they probably got bigger issues. Because, like, let's face it, those people who are looking at themselves, like, nonstop have more insecurities than probably the person who's too scared to go up to the mm-hmm. waste area. Because this, this industry is ridiculed with insecurities. Most PTs are the most insecure people. And, and, and even myself, like, this is something I'm, I'm open with that, you know... There's a, there's a side to fitness that isn't shown, which is like the mental health side, because it's so important because we're so fixated with appearance, but people aren't fixated enough with how are they actually feeling. So being aware of how you're actually feeling as well is really important, especially as a PT, because you need to be able to empathize and sympathize with your clients, which is something that I really try to do because everyone has busy lives. Like I get to spend 12, 14 hours in a gym. No one else gets to do that. Like literally no one. And you still keep a smile on your face when you're saying hello <laughs> I to people. To. I know. <laughs> no, but that's, that's great. That's great. I feel like it's it's coming back to ego and maybe even happiness. Happiness is coming from you, like within yourself. And you have to do this inside job because when you're coming to the gym to take your shirt off and to show off and pride, at the end of the day, is it for you or is it just to show off for others? Are you yeah. comparing yourself to others all the time and are you trying to have attention from others? So it's more about like maybe focusing a bit more about yourself and what are the reasons of your training and i guess you're asking that to your clients it's like yeah. are you here for yourself for your own motivation your own goals and have a sustainable life or is it for others and show off at the end yeah. of the week at the party and and i think there's nothing also wrong with with wanting to show off how you look because at the end of the day that's where that confidence sort of comes in mm-hmm. as well like i think you know and and pts aren't perfect either we all have our own motives as well as to why we do we do things and sometimes they're not the best but like i think there's nothing wrong like you know when i sit down with a client and they say i want to lose weight you always have to dig deeper because there's always a more deeper reason it's like why do you want to lose weight oh because i want to feel good so do you not currently feel good about yourself no why because i don't like the way that i look and there's always a deeper meaning and it's like there's nothing wrong with someone wanting to feel good about the way they look or feeling confident or being you know one of the biggest things I hear like that I know is like a question that I ask in a consultation is how do you feel trying on new clothes it's like something so simple can can really like unravel such big issues behind that and I'm not a psychologist like not in the slice I don't claim to be but there is a psychological side to this and it's, it's it's like you, okay maybe your goal is to next time you go and try on clothes that you feel good about yourself mm. and next time you go to the beach with your friends you're not wearing a one piece you're wearing a bikini and that is 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 a very achievable goal and there's nothing wrong with that i think we should have that confidence to be able to take our shirt off whenever we want or wear a bikini at the, at the beach i think that's great i think you could have that confidence to do that then 
you know, I've done my job correctly and I've done it well. And that's what I want to help people do as well. I love it. I feel like, yes, okay, you're not a psychologist because you don't have the certification, but you have to be a good listener and also have this kind of emotional intelligence to read behind the words. Yeah. So exactly as you're saying, when, you're, when a client comes to you and says something, you have to also try to unravel everything and, and really have the, the, the real thing that is inside. And sometimes it's related to mental health and, and insecurities. And um, I was doing some research about this podcast yesterday. And I was like, I want to find something that I don't know about. And maybe I, I can educate people on this, on a word, on an expression. And I wanted to, to know if you know the meaning of ego lifting. Oh, yes. So ego lifting. Okay. So I have actually a good um, sort of uh, analogy I can use for this. So ego lifting is when someone was to come in and has absolutely no right to lift a certain amount of weight or they do it for a reason that is just to show off. So let's say, for example, you know, you're, you're in the gym and someone's just like terrible form, can hurt themselves, just puts on 200 kilos on the bar and they lift it for no apparent reason other than they, they want to just feel good about being the strongest guy in the gym or they're trying to outlift someone next to them or they just want everyone to sit there and watch them. Now, I think that is quite silly, but the way I always explain it is that if we're at the park and there's, and actually one of my friends told me about this as well and he said it to me and I'm going to repeat him uh, Adrian he's, he's Hi, big, Adrian. I'm going to give him credit for this he goes <laughs> like if we're at the park and there's a rock over there and it weighs 200 kilos and I tell you to go lift it you're going to tell me to get fucked because you have no right or you have no reason to want to lift that weight I mean some people might because I mean hey ego um, but okay. like you're not going to do it because you're like, why would I go lift up that rock that weighs 200 kilos? Like, that's just stupid. So why are you going to walk into the gym and then do the exact same thing, but on a barbell when you have no right to do it? Something that's really, really big is like, you need to like sort of build up to these things and earn the right to lift that weight. Like, um, is really, really important as well. And, um, I learned that from one of my mentors, Sebastian Oro, Australian strength coach. He's, he quotes that. It's like, you need to earn the right to add weight to the bar. And without, that's really important to me because when people come in and they want to lift this weight and there's been times in session that have to say, hey, pull the weight back because you don't, you can't lift that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you need to be able to lift with technique. And this is where coaching really comes in. It's like you need to uh, adjust to the stimulus or you need to adjust to the weight. You need to be able to learn with the technique and you need to build up to those things. It's like, it's sort of like going into a new job as well. Like you don't just get the CEO position when you haven't even worked below that. Mm-hmm. You need to build up and earn your right to be that in that job and that position. Yes. That's yeah. ego lifting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ego lifting. Okay. Thank you for that. So uh, we will watch all the guys who are lifting too much and hurting themselves. And I guess also, yeah, it leads to injuries and a lot. Oh, of- yeah. At least the injury, your ego gets bruised as well. If you screw it up and I've seen that happen as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's not safe, and you don't look. No one, no one actually cares. Like of course, like let, let's be real. Being a PT myself and knowing, like I've lifted some 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 okay weight, and you know, um, I I remember like just being out sometimes. Like no one gives a fuck about how much I can squat. No, we don't give it. Like we don't really care. And and you know what? Like we really care about something. I mean, personally, I really care when people are screaming in, in the gym, and I'm like are they okay? Is yeah. this guy okay? You know, I'm not like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm just like, oh my God, is he, is he okay? This yeah, one? Yeah. You know? I, look, there's, there's, there's a time and a place for that sort of stuff. Like, 
you know, I, I don't train always at Fitness First. I train at another boutique gym. And, you know, that environment definitely sometimes is created with the, the energy and the, the screaming and the, 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 the testosterone-fueled training. And it's like, you know, there's a time and a place for it. And, you know, especially if you're competing in powerlifting or, or mm-hmm. something like that, or you're training for a specific reason, then, yeah, by all means, you probably earned the right to add weight or do that weight anyway. But, like, yeah, if you're in a commercial gym, turn it down a bit. Did you do some ego lifting sometimes? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, when I was younger, I was, like, just trying to... I'd walk in and do a one RM each each day. So, I, I'd been there. It's, like, I come from... An ex- I, with the experience knowing that it's not it's not great. And, like, even even when I did that, I had someone guiding me yeah. um, as well. And it was, like, so silly now that I think of it. I was, like, trying to lift the most amount of weight each week. Because I was obsessed with getting stronger. And I still am. Um... But like, yeah, it wasn't necessary. Now that I have a bit more of an understanding of how to program and stuff like that, it's you kind of get that you don't need to be doing that. And you have all the education now. Around yeah, it. exactly. Um, I want to talk about social media. You mentioned yeah. it before, Instagram especially, and all the other different platform. Mm-hmm. I feel like social media had infiltrated a lot the fitness industry. Yeah. People want to look and feel a certain way because they saw that online and they keep scrolling their feed and they keep trying to push themselves to become that person or that person and maybe sometimes that person that they see online had just a surgery or yeah. or not the real knowledge or not is not sharing the real story behind um, the post and the images. I also like we are having too much information from coming from different people so sometimes you can feel a bit lost and overwhelmed especially for people who are not personal mm. trainer and who are not learning the knowledge that you are having. Yeah. How should we approach that? Look, I think one of the best things that can happen is that we have more information than ever. I think that's the beauty beauty of social media. And when I was like, when I was like, started training 15, 16, like I think social media was just starting to boom. Like, and before that was like more so blogs and like bodybuilding.com and like all those sort of things. Like that's where I, that's where my early information started, I started absorbing and then slowly went from Instagram, Facebook to YouTube and that sort of stuff. And now TikTok as well is a big one. So I think social media is awesome to the amount of knowledge we have that, but it's like, it, it's also overwhelming and it's a plethora of, of like sort of stimulus to the brain of how much we're taking in. And I think you need to take what you see with a grain of salt because even the experts who are evidence-based, science-based and the ones who have the knowledge to help you and make you improve in your knowledge and training, like at the end of the day, when it comes to social media it's like you just need to do what yes is correct scientifically but also what works for you and just make sure that you come in and train hard but also the other side of where influencers come in and they're most of the time everyone on social media including myself is always trying to promote some sort of product i'm promoting my coaching i'm promoting who i am as a pt so you'd work with me and there's no doubt about that and you can see that and everyone else is trying to do the same thing now whether someone's trying to promote their self or someone else's product, it's being done. And you need to take what you see with a grain of salt because uh, even myself, I have probably a three hour gap in the day where I can dedicate to my training. Not to say I train for three hours, but I block out three hours of my day just to train. No one else gets to do that. Other people on social media, their life is training and their life is eating correctly. Not only that, as we've mentioned before, performance enhancing drugs is a big one. Um, You know, surgeries, all that sort of stuff like, performance enhancing um like drugs is also massively like not spoken about it's like is this person natural or not it's like probably not 
like I used to think yeah my friends make fun of me because they're like oh you think everyone's like not natural I'm like yeah because they're probably not like everyone on social media has has done it in the past or probably is taking it and those ones who are sponsored by some sort of product and trying to promote of course they're going to do it like I, I probably would too. Like if I was in a position where someone's like, I'll pay you millions of dollars to promote my product, but you got to look like this all year round. It's like, yeah, okay, like why not? I mean, like they sold out, yeah, but you know what? They're making a lot of money right now. And like obviously, you know, money's not the only reason people do things, but it is a big motivator. So when you're on social media, especially these general population people, this is where the mental health aspect comes in. It's like, I need to look like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you have three hours a day to dedicate to your training? Do you have all the time in the world to prepare your food? Are you willing to take performance-enhancing drugs? Which is not safe, okay? Like, let's just get that clear. It's not safe. Like, there are safer ways of doing it, Mm -hmm. but it's not a healthy thing at all. And I think social media is also forcing kids younger who are around my age and and 16, 17, like I see on TikTok or Instagram, like Mm. kids younger than me, lifting more than me more more jacked than I am and which, I'm like, which type of drug it is for example like, so like testosterone is like okay. the biggest one there's like different compounds you can take as well which have a more of an enhanced effect mm-hmm. but all these things are, you're, you're, you're fucking with your hormones mm-hmm. like for example like even the girls like imagine not having a period for two years like that's a big one as well like people who take hormones and diet for long periods of time can lose their period fuck with their hormones and like for example females when they take testosterone it's like their Adam's apple becomes more prominent their jaw becomes more prominent and their um they lose sort of like their some of their female like genitals like sort of like their breasts can start to like deteriorate a little bit as well um so yeah it's like their voice deepens like they grow hair more facial hair or like hair in other areas as well so it's like it's not there's there's a dark side to it as well and even men like bodybuilders which is a different category in its own because that's their job but like it it does end your life like Mm. sooner because people who are bigger don't live as long the bigger you are you probably you know it's like what's that um there's like a i heard this from a coach as well and he goes like in the wild bigger animals die first Mm -hmm. so like the lions and the, the the elephants and all them they die before the smaller animals because it, it's not healthy to be that big and yes like I'm trying to get bigger as well but like you need to understand the health precautions before you do these things especially kids who are 16, 17, 18 who are fucking with their hormones when they're not even fully developed yet it's not healthy at all uh, like you need to be really careful and I've sucked into it I haven't done steroids at all but like it's it's, it's definitely something I've battled with mentally I've been like should I do it like I want to get bigger I want to look better it's like it's not worth it. Ego. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it's like you need to be really careful with who, where you're getting your information from and yeah. who you're absorbing from. Because if you're constantly look at someone who looks the way you want to look constantly, yeah. then obviously you're gonna fall into that trap. And, and as well as like it's it's very lucrative as well these days to be to look that way because mm-hmm. more likely to get more followers, more likes, mm-hmm. possible sponsorships, and you know there's a big um, there's a big culture coming through at the moment where young kids are jacked. Yeah. 
Sure. It's a really big uh, spiral. And I feel like it's a, the fitness industry on Instagram or like I would just pick up Instagram because yeah, this yeah. is where I usually find my information. I feel like it's very, very rude. People are destroying each other's, not only PT and coaches, may, maybe influencers, you know, like sometimes mm. someone will say something and another guy will just take the video, put the video on their account and destroy that person. And I feel like for me from my personal experience and maybe i'm wrong but i feel like nobody can have the real answers you can have answers based on science but again it's also like about how your body would react to something so this is very rude to see that on social media as well because it's not only about having too much information feeling overwhelmed but it's also about seeing the fitness industry not as a community and not as something that is like where you feel you should feel safe and welcome and comfortable to ask questions and you know to try to I think, like, you know, some people might disagree with me on this, but, like, we don't actually have all the answers in terms of how to train someone effectively. Like, yeah, we, we have a lot more than we did before, but, like, everyone is so different and, like, we can... All we're doing is we're making educated guesses. Like, and some people might disagree with me on that. Like, yes, there's a lot more information out there than ever on how we can train people more optimally or efficiently or effectively, and yes. But, like... What might work for me might not work for someone else. And there's more than one way to skin a cat, definitely. And I think what is wrong as well is like, we're the only industry in the world where that we tear people down by the way you train them. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say, for example, you know, you've got this podcast set up here, right? And another person with a different, a better or a different podcast set up is like, no, why the fuck are you doing it like that? You should be doing it like this. How dare you? I hate you for that. So because I'm... You scared me. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. It's like, there's no... We're the only industry where people are like, no, fuck you. Why are you doing a bench press? You're so dumb for doing a bench press. Like, can you... Like, if you say that out loud, think about how dumb that is that some other coaches are putting people down because they just think that one exercise might be better for another person. It's like, just... Who cares? It's, it's an exercise or it's a method or it's a, uh, it's a way to do things. Whether it might not be right or wrong... If it works for them, who cares? And you know what? Like, the thing is, is people should just be focusing on themselves rather than what other people are doing. And like, you can either knock people down or you can bring them up. And I think that's what's really missing in the in the in the social media world and the fitness industry is just more of a community and supportiveness. And it's like, you know what? I might not agree with what some people are doing with their clients, mm-hmm. as long as they're not getting injured and they're not getting hurt and they're safe and they're getting results. Then who cares? Like, let them do what they want. And this. This like there are so many overweight people in the world there is enough for everyone like even me when I started coaching I was like oh like like you know they're getting more clients than me like fuck them like no who cares get the client like there's enough for everyone especially in our gym there's like over 5,000 members in that gym like there is enough clients for everyone to go around like it's not a big deal so like there needs to definitely be some sort of shift in the mentality of we need to support each other a little bit more we need more of a community aspect which is I've said community a few times because, like, me personally, that's what I want to create. Whether I have a gym, whether I have an online space, whether I have an app, whatever it is that I do in the future, I want to create some sort of community and I want it to be supportive because people see the industry as so, like, so lonely, Mm -hmm. and it can be, but we need to be more supportive with the people who are around and how we interact with people because not everyone's going to agree with what you do or how you do it, and that's fine. You're allowed different beliefs. We need more compassion. Yeah, exactly. More, more love and more support and being supportive to each other. This is how you bring back up the confidence and the confidence yeah. to, you know, uh, welcome everyone and nobody nobody is better than another and just 
can be lifted altogether and, and you put the ego on the side a bit. So what is exactly the purpose of your community, the thing that you want to do? Like, what are the values and the purpose of it? I guess, like, my... I've got this in my Instagram bio, so... <laughs> okay. so like my, my, Let's bring your Instagram my, Yeah, yeah. My goal is, like, I want people to live a healthy life okay. through, like, it's not, this is not quoting it, but, like, through like looking better building confidence and, and being stronger and i think i think looking better being stronger is where the confidence will come in because like and the other people in that environment who are supportive of that will bring that up as well so like for me i want my clients to be able to interact with each other like i do christmas parties like with my clients because i want them to to meet each other i don't want them to just be like oh you're another paying customer it's like no we're all we're all trying to do the same thing i train deep people from all different um shapes and sizes ages genders and and beliefs or whatever it might be and you know i want them all to come together and be like oh hey we all train with jackson it's like we all clearly share some interests together and they all have different jobs it's like the fitness industry can be a place where all those things don't matter it's just like you all have the same goal and you all just want to get better i think when i trained at a crossfit gym um for a year they nailed it because I didn't actually enjoy the training that much. Like, because like, it was so hard. Like, CrossFit is a hard sport. It it's is. a very mentally challenging sport, which is also what I liked about it. But, like, some of the workouts, I was like, fuck this, why am I here? And then I turned around and I looked around and I'm like, hold on a minute. Everyone is pushing themselves. Everyone is training hard. Everyone is, is going for it. And I'm like, okay, this is motivating. Like, that, and then after that, we'd all go get a drink after. We'd all go get coffee after. It's like, on the weekend, we'd all go hang out. And it's like, that is awesome like that's so cool and i want to create that it's like people to come to a place where they've all got a goal and then they all share similar interest of health and fitness and wanting to get better and then after that they might go grab a drink after it's like it's a community it's what i want to create it's that's that's why people stick around people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it exactly thank you it's uh find your why Okay, have it here. <laughs> Find your wife. Simon Sinek. Sorry, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Simon Sinek. I'll take care. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure you will. You will definitely build your community. And I'm sure in five years or maybe before, uh, you will listen to this podcast and say, oh, hang on. So, yeah. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Can you share one, one secret from Jackson about a routine or something that you do daily that keeps you motivated? Apart from your training. Ooh. Is there anything... What you do? Oh, like, it's a tough one. Because, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, I meditate every day. Why or, not? <laughs> no, but, no, no, no. No, I think all... No, I think don't those, say something that I you think don't those do. things are, like, are great. Like, I think I've done meditation in the past. It's awesome. Journaling is also great. But it's, like, I've done... I've gone in phases with it. Like, I always do three months of it. And then I'm like, okay, I don't feel like this is serving me a purpose anymore. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's a routine. I'd say it's just something that I'm aware of. It's just mindfulness. Mm-hmm. it's just like being aware of how I'm feeling throughout the day and like making sure and like like that sort of stuff is like am I on track like scheduling that's probably the big one organization that's probably somewhere something that I'm really big on it's like that I haven't been in the past like before I started when I just started PT I would organize a session and try and remember it <laughs> that didn't just work out very well for me and I'm missing sessions and stuff like that so like um scheduling my day which is something i'm big with on my clients as well it's like oh like i'm struggling to find time in the gym it's like okay you're scheduling your days they're like oh not really i'm like okay so you work that's a locked in time every day it's like are you scheduling like what you're doing after work and when you're doing this and when you're doing that it's like to me that's big like i have i I use apps for helping me 
complete tasks and then I use Google Google Calendar to tell me know when I'm doing where I'm going and what I'm doing in my day. So I guess just being mindful of um, my own like brain and where I'm at and then also just like making sure that I'm really on top of my schedule because if I'm constantly on my schedule then I know that you know I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward like being process focused rather than goal focused mm-hmm. is, is really big for me it's like just ticking the boxes every day and then seeing the end goal very similar to how you would with uh, training mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what the end goal might be but if you don't do the little things every single day to get you to that goal then there's no point it's like see the little steps before seeing the whole yeah yeah it's just each each step and then before yeah. you know it you've made a complete journey I love that I feel like you're very very aware for your age and as you said before and, and I remember our first conversation before this podcast we were saying that like the age doesn't really mean anything it's more the, the experience in life uh, that will yeah, yeah that will shape you shape your identity shape everything around you and That's what I feel with you. It's crazy. I feel like I'm talking with... It, yeah. yeah, no, I'm talking with someone who has a lot of experience in life, which is great. And I wish you all the best for Thank all you. your project and your dreams. Like, really. Can you remember exactly the session you did with your first client? And what? who was the first client? My first client was actually a friend of mine, Taylor. And um, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was so bad for her. <laughs> like, it was awful. I, and like... It was just like me, like the one thing that I had to realize real quick is not everyone is me and moves like me and like I had to adapt to that and like really regress and, and pull exercises back straight, like really to the nitty gritty, like a beginner as possible type things. And yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. <laughs> so funny. Do you like, think that, do you feel like you learned a lot of patience also? Oh yeah, you? yeah. A hundred percent patience and, and just like trying to understand the client and know that not everyone is going to move really well. And, you know, like everyone's built differently. We all have different, like different biomechanical makeups. Like some people have long arms, some people have short arms, long torsos, short torsos, long legs, short legs, like These are all things that come into play when it comes to movement and certain movements suit a certain person, some don't. Not only that, people's history, injuries, um, have they played sports in the past? Like, um, you know, like for me, I adapted well to waist training because I've done so many different sports in, in high school and I played sports and I think that plays a big part into it as well where a lot of the time the clients that I'm getting, it's like, you know, they sit at the desk all day. Mm-hmm. and they have they haven't played sports since they were like in high school which was like 20 years ago so like yeah they might be able to move somewhere but like they're probably pretty uh like cramped up or like you know haven't accessed those ranges of motions in a long time same thing okay Thank you, Jackson. Well, I enjoyed a lot the conversation. I feel like it was it went very fast. Yeah. And at the same time, a lot of like you, you said a lot of different things. Um, I learned a lot. I feel even more confident to go to the gym now. And I feel like everyone is doing like we nobody really knows what they're doing anyway. So we yeah. are just trying to do our best. Do you have a last advice that you would like to share to people who are really motivated to go to the gym but feel very overwhelmed about everything that is um, in this industry at the moment uh, my best advice and I'm not saying this just because I am one but get a coach like <laughs> no get, it, it doesn't even I'm going to share your details after no, that it, Jackson, it doesn't even worry. need to be me like if you you're in, I mean like if you're in a local gym whether you're in like in this area or overseas or like further away just find a coach and like go on their socials or like 
go go and speak to them and don't even tell them you're interested just have a conversation with them and if you vibe with them if you connect with them and if you feel like they're a good fit for you then do it Mm -hmm. because just for me the most influential people that have helped me with my business and my training and my mindset have actually been my coaches Mm -hmm. like they've helped me the most and You'll be surprised at the shit you tell your coaches when, when you train with them, whether they're face-to-face or online. You'll be surprised with how much you open up to them and how much you tell them and how much faith and belief you put into them and how much they help you. Um, and especially if they're a good one, all they want to do is help you. Like mm-hmm. they, You have a problem, they have the solution or they're trying to give you the solution and they work with you. So that's my biggest piece of advice. I think everyone should have a coach. I think everyone should have some guidance. You know, Just like anything, if you want to go learn a topic in school, Mm-hmm. or you want to go learn a topic you go to study for it you go get someone who knows the subject coaches know the subject mm-hmm. you want to learn about it go get a coach for how long do you take a coach do you keep a coach do you think I, I, I have a minimum 12 weeks okay. because usually after 12 weeks is when you start seeing some result but I think at least stick with someone for at least 6 to 12 months okay and you do you have the same coach for yourself like yes yeah, so I've, you- I've, 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 I've recently had a new coach so I've been with this coach now for around eight weeks and uh, i love it um but my goals have recently changed that's the only reason i've changed coach um but yeah i've had some great coaches and they've, they've taught me a lot you have a lot of goals i feel like where do you see yourself in let's say three years i i think like i'm i my goal is to not be in a commercial gym after three years i want to be sort of like Uh, coaching more online I want to be able to live that lifestyle where I'm able to travel a little bit more and I want to like just connect with more people and sort of go on a bit of a journey where I can expand my knowledge on 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 training and travel a little bit and go to other gyms and other cultures of uh, in different countries with training and how they train um, and just network I guess you could say um, because my end goal is I want to have my own gym now I know people say it's ridiculously expensive there's a lot of overheads for it. it's like I don't care. Um, don't listen that, to that's me. my goal. I want to I wanna have some sort of social media presence. I want to create a community. And who knows? Maybe like have an app one day and, you know. Yeah. The, you know, casual fitness things. <laughs> like everyone's got an app these days. Everyone's got a gym these days. It's like, yeah, but like I... I feel like if I have a good purpose and I have a good reason as to why I do it, then it will stand out. Yeah, and there is a place for everyone on this planet. Exactly, you know, yeah, yeah. Where enough people to just like, you know, follow Jackson or not follow Jackson, so that's fine. <laughs> you'll have you'll have uh, all of this. I, I love what you're saying about um, traveling and, and trying new cultures and other gyms because I feel like it's, it's coming back to what we said about confidence um, and ego when you learn about other people and for example here in Bondi it's the eastern suburbs in Sydney and when you go to for example I, I guess Cronulla or like yeah a bit less in the east um, the the atmosphere is different maybe yeah. maybe even people feel more welcome even if it's in the gym or just with coaches I feel like maybe some people are less arrogant and yeah, yeah. more trying to help because it's just the, you know the culture you know so if you go outside of this country I'm sure you will Yeah, yeah. As and you just associating yourself with the right people. And, yeah. you know, like, even if it's people that I meet that I don't necessarily align with, maybe there's something that I could take away from mm. them. Like, the industry is so big. There's so many different um, characters and, 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 and voices that I can learn something from. So if I can go overseas and, and just travel and experience different gyms and maybe take something, even just in the gym, like mm. a piece of equipment or, like, how they design the gym. Like, now these days, people are designing gyms with the thought of content mm-hmm. behind it so they they soundproof the gym and there's like acoustics to make it sound better it's mm-hmm. like 
those things and aesthetically pleasing so it looks better with content mm-hmm. it's like those things are the things I want to learn so then when I have a gym it's like I'm bringing the best possible product I yeah. can for my clients that's great and I would give an advice to people is just maybe don't choose a gym for the gym itself but maybe choose it for the people and for how you feel like the energy that you feel from this gym coming out from it um, because that's how also you can feel more motivated to go yeah, there definitely. and you won't feel like you know scared to go there thanks a lot where can we find you to train with you Uh, so, I mean, I'm in Bondi Junction Fitness first for anyone that's in Sydney, Australia. Uh, so that's in the east. I'm in the Westfield. I'm not the one outside of the Westfield. So don't go to that one. Otherwise, you can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, Coach Jackson Mansudi, And there's a link in my bio where you can book in a call with me and we can have a chat and we can go from there. Very, very cool. Thanks a lot, Jackson. I enjoyed no the conversation. I learned a lot. And good luck for everything. Thank you. Appreciate it.